Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the underground. The Steel City Underground. A Pittsburgh Steelers podcast made by fans like you. For fans like you. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. I'm your host, Joe Kuzma. Hopefully, hopefully all of you, your bellies are now not as full. Maybe they went down a little bit. In the morning, the day following Thanksgiving, hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. Continue to have a happy and safe Thanksgiving holiday weekend. I know it kicked off in the right way with the Pittsburgh Steelers picking up their second straight road victory against a bad team. Wow, imagine that. Two straight victories against bad teams. Not always pretty, at times a little ugly, but mostly dominant. A 28-7 final Steelers victory over the Indianapolis Colts. Scott Tolzien looked pretty composed with the exception of a couple interceptions. 22-36-205. He had a 62.8 rating. It was fairly obvious that being a another 5-5 five and five team on the bubble here that Chuck Pagano and company, especially at home, were pulling out all the stops. You had a fake punt on a fourth down, they had gone for it on other fourth downs. They even went for it twice in the red zone, all four downs. We're going to speak about that a little bit. Pittsburgh Steelers, Killer Bees, looking very good in this game. And, of course, of course, the Steelers mostly dominant. Mostly dominant. The Colts did win the time of possession, but it was a very long, the longest drive that they had uh, that in that 
third quarter was the longest drive they had in their entire season, uh, in upwards of 11 minutes, 19 plays. Pretty interesting stuff. Almost went as long as Aretha Franklin's national anthem. <laughs> I'm telling you, folks, I was getting ready for these games for that uh, 1230 kickoff on Thanksgiving and as is customary, we're hosting the dinner at my home. We have family members coming over. We're cleaning up. So I have just been a mess the whole morning running around with my head cut off. And then I, I jump in the shower right as they're about to uh, do the national anthem. I was actually running late. And I get out of the shower. And the national anthem's still going. And I, I kid you not, this isn't even a joke. This isn't even a joke. I, I felt, I felt clueless as to what was going on like is this like a replay they replay it because it's aretha franklin and she's you know this um very i want to i don't even know the word probably legend is probably a word to describe aretha franklin she may even be beyond that and i just thought maybe that's why she was still on the television no she was still singing that was pretty interesting stuff so but back to football i hope you guys did enjoy your thanksgiving um my wife made so much food I said back to football, but I'm going to talk about food for a second. She just makes so much food. I think everyone goes home with a care package because we came and put what we cooked back in the fridge. There's just so much stuff. Turkey and pierogi and kielbasa and stuffing and two different kinds of stuffing. There was one that was inside the turkey that was cooked. And then there was uh, mashed potatoes and um, whatever the green bean thing is with the little onion straws that she does. And then... I'll tell you what, desserts, we had pumpkin pie and an apple crumb pie and brownies and uh, some type of sugar cookies and, and just so much stuff. So I was waddling around, and I'm glad this was an 8.30 kickoff because I, I had to recover. I had to recover. And, of course, having a few adult beverages throughout the day. Family members come over. We have a small little Steelers party in the man cave and got a nice little bar over here off to the side and we're high-fiving each other through the first quarter. It was looking really good. It was almost like 21, uh, 21 points, and we thought we were going to get 28 in the first half, get the ball back, maybe put up 50 on this team, and it didn't end up happening that way. And I don't know. I think the only thing I could really question, well, the problem I really had with this game, aside from a third and two bomb the Sammy Coates that did not work out, and I could see – I can see the idea. It's one of those things. I think you should have kept the drive going. I think Bell wasn't being stopped. Even if he stopped a yard short, you could maybe go for it on fourth and one. I'm trying to think where the field position was. But it's one of these things where uh, you're going to take a shot. They get, they're expecting run. They're bringing everyone down. you got a, a one-on-one opportunity. But you also have Sammy Coates, who still has broken fingers. And I was speaking with someone uh, via Twitter, it was pretty public. And some things, when they get under my skin, I have to publicly respond that somebody was calling Sammy Coates butterfingers. And I said it was more like broken fingers. The guy hadn't played since week five. Okay, he got in for a snap here, two snaps there, snap there. This is the first time he's seen any significant, any significant playing time in a game. Uh, since, since week five, and we're in week 12 right now. It's been seven weeks. He's been dealing with lacerations and broken fingers, and it, these are things, it is, this is out of his control. And it, as Mike Tomlin said, the reason he's been playing special teams is it's, you know, it requires more to squeeze the ball. And 
and actually catch it. And I think Sammy was out there a little bit just to give some guys a breather on the short week and to try and work him back into this system. He did see, I think, a total of 10 snaps. I'm going to pull that up for you, being the good guy that I am. I hope none of you guys are getting in fights doing any Black Friday shopping or anything either. I do almost everything online these days, so... <laughs> uh, Sammy Coates, 10 snaps uh, on the dot. Actually, uh, getting Ladarius Green back into this fold as well. He plays 14 snaps, 26% of the game, has two big catches, 32 and 35 yards. Um, this is everything I expected and more. I expect even more, but just with how ease he got open, that one game, that one play, he was mugged. So badly at the line of scrimmage. Then he was almost yanked his, from behind, and the defender's going to try and let it go to not get that flag, but there's tons of contact. And I think we were talking internally, and Zach Celedonia had said something like, did Green look really slow there? Well, he's running and he gets pulled, which stops him, and then he still breaks free and has separation and gets tackled by a guy that's downfield. Uh, so, no, he did not look slow on that play. It, the play was slow developing. I mean, Ben puts up this little floater and allows Green to get there, and it's just a beautiful play. I think, I believe that one was the third and 13 conversion there, and the Steelers did their part at least offensively. They were 64% on third down, but the defense allowed the Colts, and this was mostly on that one big drive, 8 of 15, 53%, and they went and on it for... Uh, four times on fourth down and completed half of those. So twice they were there. But the Colts were only one for three in the red zone, 33%. It was that very first one, a very similar play like uh, Ben had thrown to Eli Rogers a week or two earlier. Just there's not, not much you could do about that right there. But the Steelers otherwise pretty perfect in the red zone. So I know a lot of people are going to criticize the defense uh, uh, the next morning, Friday morning, used to say Monday morning. But the D – the, the, the D held up. The D held up in the red zone, and they even held up on fourth downs. They didn't even give up the points. It wasn't even a field goal. Now, it's an extreme situation with a team that's 5-5, five and five, and this, I think they felt this was a must-win every bit that Pittsburgh did. And one thing Pittsburgh did differently heading into this game on Thursday, they had a, 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 a practice walkthrough that morning, apparently a little bit different of an operation. I think it, it – it helped them. I think it helped them. I think they looked sharp. They looked prepared. Mind you, this Colts team missing a lot of their talent. They're missing Andrew Luck. Vontae Davis got hurt. T.Y. Hilton got hurt. Uh, their center, starting center, was out. A lot of teams had to deal with a lot of injuries. The Steelers had to deal with that earlier this year. That's uh, part of the reason they went on a four-game losing streak. So my sympathy and the excuses and hearing Chris Collinsworth constantly say, well, if Dante Moncrief would have grabbed that ball and maybe they would have scored this touchdown when they didn't get anything on the all the way to the fourth down try. Oh, come on, Chris. Like it, Your bias is showing, buddy. Uh, he had a little bit more praise for the Steelers post-game after the Killer Bees got to eat the turkey legs, which, uh, man, that looked good. That, it looked like fun, too. So very happy for this team to get this victory on Thanksgiving, a national game, on the road. Very, very big deal. The next two holidays they play, at least they play at home. They get to play in their own building. So the thing that really drove me crazy, speaking of holidays and celebrations, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Now, it's like 
the referees just are looking for Antonio Brown to do something dumb and throw a flag at him after scoring a touchdown. So Antonio Brown does this little panty cake thing that we've seen him do a trillion times. I've seen others do it. I want to say, well, D'Angelo Williams does a little bow, but I want to say Bell and maybe even Hayward Bay. Some other guys have done this before, and I've seen it in other games too, other players, other teams, and he drew a flag. And I'm thinking, well, maybe it's because Antonio Brown has the ball in his hand. But no, there's two flags on the play. They also penalize Le'Veon Bell. And the referees had some double vision all night as the Colts are only penalized twice for 10 yards. Like practically none on the Colts. Now think about what I told you. Backup quarterback, backup center. They're playing at home, right? But there's a, there's a, there's a, a blitz. There's a lot of pressure coming from the Steelers. We're bringing it like the whole evening. And there's like no penalties on the Colts, no holding on their offensive line, no false starts. Are they really that disciplined on a short week? Or is it just the officials are only seeing the game really one-sided? Because I don't know. There was like a phantom call on David DeCastro. I got to wait and see the coach's film. That's one I'm definitely going to pull up. Took away a third down conversion. And then the Steelers end up punting which I thought was ridiculous. It was a le- nice Le'Veon Bell run, and they called a hold on it. You couldn't even find David DeCastro in the frame, and I, I and you hear like Collinsworth or somebody say, oh, he pulled his arm. Well, guess who else they said pulled an arm too and didn't? Antonio Brown. Remember early in the game, Vontae Davis has his hand straight down on the NFL shield on that kind of the V on the neck of the collar of his jersey. And inside his pads, and and he has them, and Antonio Brown hand fights him and slaps his hand and gets it off and free. And then they call a pass, an offensive pass interference against Antonio Brown. The officiating was beyond mind-boggling. Now, as a referee myself, different sport, I'm not going to get into all that. I've been doing it for 20 years. It's a thankless job. You get yelled at. People are going to blame you for winning and losing games. I know the whole stick, and that's why I usually stick up for officials. But the Zebras last night, Walt Coleman, I said, was doing his Sesame Street count impression. I took over the quick Yinzing article last night for Eric Herman, who was busy drinking and eating turkey with his fiance. Happy Thanksgiving, Eric. <laughs> it's cool, bro. I took care of it. Anyway, the count impression. Then call multiple penalties on the Steelers, not just one. Ah, ah, ah. But two, two, two penalties on the the offense. It's like, come on, man. Are you kidding me with this crap? I I don't like to whine about penalties, but it just seemed very one-sided for most of the evening. Steelers had seven penalties in this game. Let me see what the yards were. I did have this up a second ago. Yeah, seven for 67. Fairly ridiculous. The most ridiculous of all. Is Jordan Barry getting slammed through both of his legs? And Collinsworth wants to say, well, it looked like so-and-so got shoved into him. Well, so did Shamarco Thomas get shoved into, uh, what's his name, Coe, the punter from the Ravens, when they played in Baltimore several weeks ago. 
And that was a 15-yard roughing the kicker penalty. This one was called running into the kicker for five yards and only made this, uh, it, it shortened it to a fourth and seven instead of an, the 15-yard penalty in uh, first down that the Steelers should have received unless the crew in Baltimore got it wrong. And luckily that did not end up having any dire consequences, at least in the outcome of that game, because the next uh, set of downs, the Steelers forced Baltimore to punt so they didn't get to march too much further down the field or get in field goal position or anything like that. But this, this was like with nine minutes or so left in the fourth quarter. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, just a typical Steelers fan crying about the officiating and you won. And what else do you have to say? No, this is ridiculous because regardless of win or lose, you got to get it right. In order to win a game, you got to get things right. If you lose a game, you're not getting things right, so you want to get things right and correct it. But the officials are supposed to be this unbiased third party, and it doesn't seem like they're getting – it seems like they're missing more than they should be. And internally when we talk about this with our team, and I know I go butt heads with Terry Fletcher, uh, Brian gets pretty uh, lively in private. I don't know if he does it in public too. Uh, but you know, we're talking about this and I always defend the referees, but it's indefensible when you see one play happen in one game and you see things, lesser things happen. At least they picked up the flag on Ross Cockrell. Cause that was just great defense. It was great defensive play getting his hand in there. I just could not believe, could not believe several of these penalties. And it seems like it stemmed from when you actually have something like an illegal formation, or you have a false start, uh, I, you know, I could live with some of those things. I don't like to live with some of those things. Those are things that should not happen. Those are the things that were stalling any drives that they had in the Baltimore game. They couldn't get anything going because everything would get penalized. But I just find it hard to believe that the officials on the field can miss something that's like right in front of them. You have the New England game. I still go back to Chris Hubbard. With that, with that block, and you're going to call that a hold and take away a touchdown, and then you're going to call this David DeCastro phantom whatever it is he did. He looks like David DeCastro, and I'm not going to say quit on the play because that sounds bad, but he, he gave it up. You know, He knows better. He's a pro bowl guard, and he lets up because the, the play is materialized already, and he knows to not get penalized. And it just looks like the Colts defender just kind of goes by them, and they still threw the flag on it. And that was ridiculous. But it's not as ridiculous as Jordan Berry getting slammed. Collinsworth talking, if this, if that, if this guy catches this, if this happens in the red zone. What if they don't throw any flags? The Colts aren't that undisciplined or that disciplined of a team with all these backups in there. I could give them credit as a pro football team, but – Something just seemed very fishy last night. You see a lot of holds. Stefan Tuitt can't be stopped. Me and my cousin were talking, saying that he needs to be double teamed. I love, I love the gravedigger Javon Hargrave. Javon, J. Wobble, whatever you want to call him. He was getting it done. What a game he had last Sunday against the Browns. Now he comes up with another big game, has a sack, two quarterback hits, two tackles for loss. He's everything you needed and more. Granted, they're playing two bad teams, two bad offensive lines, but that's the type of growth you want to see with rookies. You, that's what you want to see, and we're seeing it now. They're going to go up against another bad offensive line here shortly with the New York Giants. There's more of a disciplined football team. 
and the Steelers got a pretty soft schedule going forward. We may see more and more improvement. How about Mike Mitchell? Finally gets a pick. I was calling for one of these guys to get a pick, and they both get one. William Gay. I really wanted a pick six, by the way. William Gay picking off this pass, too. It's some great plays. Mitchell's was really needed at that time. The offense definitely stepped up. A.B. with his first three-touchdown game of his career. Never done that. Kind of blows your mind to think about that. He puts up all kinds of yards, gets all kinds of catches, makes all kinds of fantastic plays, but he's never had three touchdowns in a game. So the defense, they bent, but they didn't break. I didn't like the penalties. It really put the Colts in the position to score that first touchdown. It's almost like just hand the ball off and be the no fun league. It's almost what you got to do these days. So, ladies and gentlemen, hope you gonna enjoy your leftover turkey now. And we're gonna look forward to a mini buy. No Steelers football for the weekend, and we're going to uh, we're just gonna make it through, eat some leftover turkey, and by the time you're done with that, Steelers will be back at home to face the New York Giants at Heinz Field. Until next time, be safe, be good. And I will catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com. There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 18 Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else. If you listen to podcasts, check it out. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.